incidents, you know. Uh-huh. You made it a hot line, and I made it a hot podcast. Let's all go to the movies. I thought it was a lobby. Let's all go to the movies. Oh, you're right. Lobby. He popped dooby dee bam bam do 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 do. Okay. Hi, and welcome back to the Dead Presidential Society, where every day is President's Day, the only podcast by presidents for presidents about presidents. We set the precedent in the present. This is episode number... Which number is it, Doug? I think we're on episode number 31, James. 31, Herbert Hoover. I'm James Fitz, president of the Hair Club for Men. My co-host is Doug Holmeyer, president of Alphabet Soup. Uh, and our guest today, Matt Benoit. Yes. Now, it's, is it true that you're the president of Number Soup? Uh, it is true. Um, and is it also a- true that you use the zeros from alphabet soup are actually O's? Your, the zeros from your number soup, is it true they're O's from alphabet soup? You just carry them over? It is true. It's a, it's a cost-saving tactic. That's weird because we our, our O's are actually just Cheerios. Oh. Mm, so, gross. yeah. Huh. That's, uh... I feel like Cheerios in soup is not very cheery. No. Like a damp... That's we're, we're not looking for a Cheerio. We're just looking for an O. Cheerio. Just an O. Just a Oh. <laughs> yeah, cheery O's. So, Herbert Hoover. Herbert Hoover. Yeah. You, uh, way you, start, you know how we all start off, Matt, uh, with uh, First Wives Club. Ah, okay. <clears throat> Where we talk about the First Lady. First Wives Club. Yes. In this case, we're talking about Lou Henry Hoover. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You remember about her? Not really. No, well, let us enlighten you. Okay. Uh, She was a cunning linguist, uh, speaking Latin, Mandarin, Spanish, German, Italian, and French. Which actually makes her the first first lady, double first there. Yeah. To speak. That's unprecedented. Oh. That's unprecedented. Yeah, it is. New stuff. To uh, to have spoken an Asian language. Yeah. And to To the state the only, the only first wife. Who spoken an Asian language? Wow, Konichiwa. Yeah, it wasn't that one. Though. No, it was just no. Mandarin. Mm-hmm. Like the fruit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, one of my favorites. <laughs> I like eating them with chopsticks. That's mm. weird. Out of the can. See, I hate the argument about oranges. That you know that hypothetical, like what was named for? Are oranges named after the color, or is the color named after the fruit? Mm-hmm. And it's the color is named after the fruit. Oh. Yeah. Well, the word sense. orange comes from a Sanskrit word, naranga, which means sweet. Mm. So, yeah, that ends that hypothetical. Orange, you glad you're listening to this podcast? Mm-hmm. Nope. No, I'm not. Uh, so, um, she was also the first first wife to make a regular nationwide radio broadcast. She had her own radio program. That makes sense. Yeah. She was actually, uh, in, in 1898, Herbert Hoover proposed to her via telegraph. Wow. And then she responded via telegraph. Yes. Am I supposed to figure out which of these things are true, or are they all true? No, these are all true. Okay. Well, most of them are true. Yeah. Yeah. These ones ones are true. The ones we've all said have been true. I believe it. Up to and including the bit about oranges. Yeah. Um, She also... (laughs) She discontinued the New Year's Day reception, uh, which had been an annual thing. They do it every year. The New Year's Year ever celebration. Started in 1801 by Abigail Adams. You probably remember that from the John Adams episode. Oh, the, yes, yes. Or the John Quincy Adams episode, actually. Oh, yeah, a lot yeah, of Adams. I think we mentioned it in both. Yeah. Um, I don't think we mentioned the Adams family, though. 
in either of those, which was a which was a miss. Yeah, we should have, have done that. Yeah, now that I'm looking back, we'll just drop it. We'll have Big James drop that in. Big James. So Big James, uh, he drops in valuable information if we don't remember what it is. Nice. nice. So if you okay. ever need anything, just call He's out. Kind of the researcher. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. It saves us from having to do any research. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, she was the president, Lou Henry. Uh, she was the president of the Girl Scouts of America from 1922 to 1925. Hmm. Yeah. I'm learning a lot just by being here. That's mm. good. <laughs> yeah. Mission accomplishing. We're accomplishing the mission of teaching people mm. about presidential facts. Yeah. Anyway, so time for our next section. Oh, our next first section, actually. Ah. For our first next section. All right. Presidential firsts. That's yeah. unprecedented. Uh, yeah, it is. New stuff. Uh, so Herbert Hoover, he did some stuff. He was the first guy to do it. Unprecedented, we say. Yeah, that's the first time you use that joke. He was the first president born west of the Mississippi River. In Iowa, specifically. First president born in Iowa. Hmm. Which makes me think maybe we should open our next section. Presidential birthplace. Oh, this is my favorite section. It's one of my favorites. Uh, he was born in West Branch, Iowa. The same place as Roy Lewis, the first man to ever go over 300 miles an hour in a diesel-powered streamliner. Wow. And the same place as Curtis West, a super bear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't, there was no hyperlink under what under Super Bear to see what it was. You probably don't want to. But I don't. I'm. That could have been because Super Bear appeared earlier in the article and they didn't re-hyperlink it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Which begs the question: How important are Super Bears to the economy or history of West Branch, Iowa? Yeah. It could be a lot of things. It could be. Could be. We have no it can way. be one of a few For things. him to be a famous enough to be listed as a notable right. <clears throat> person from the place. West Branch, Iowa, the place. Anyway, he was the first president to have a telephone on his desk. But you remember from our Rutherford B. Hayes episode that uh, he was actually the first president to own it, install a telephone in the White House. Interesting. Yeah, you should remember that. So, it took, so it took a while yeah. to... Uh, Move it into the desk. You I'm, I'm yeah. curious where the phone was before. Probably. Do you think he just had one in the bathroom? That's an that's an awkward place to have a phone. Why would you have a phone in the bathroom? Yeah. Lyndon Johnson was actually, if you remember, he yeah. was the first president to have a phone. Well, you won't have remembered because we haven't done that episode yet. Well, yes, but it's well known his yeah. his bathroom exploits. Yeah. That mm-hmm. LBJ was first president to have a telephone in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> he was the first president to be a Quaker. Ah. Hoover? Yeah. 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 It's because he he shook a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He was also the first president to wear buckled shoes and a buckled hat. Okay. That part's not true. Before that, George Washington wore the buckled shoes, but not the hat. Yeah. Well, I figure that once he went to Washington, he would have divested himself of the uh, Quaker imagery, you know, once he assumed the presidency. Mm. You ever notice the Quaker Oats guy kind of looks like Stephen Fry? Hmm. No, I've never but I'll, uh, that. I'll look that up. <laughs> All you got to really do is, do you have Quaker Oats with you in your cabinet? I uh, know. No, wait, now we can't. Yeah, no. I want to look at it right now. Oh, uh, well. You pause the episode and look it up. <laughs> he was the first president to have served as the Secretary of Commerce. Hmm. 
Which makes me think, Doug, should we open up the cabinet? I'm looking up the Quaker Oats guy. Yeah, well, let's not open up the cabinet then. <laughs> oh, we can open up the cabinet. Nope. Time for other firsts. He has a mustache? The Quaker Oats guy? In this one he does. Why do you have a mustache in this one? I don't know. <laughs> open up the cabinet would be a good segment. Open though, up then. the cabinet would be a good segment, but we're not going to do no, it. We're going to go to our it. other segment. I can kind of see it. A little uh, bit. A little bit. Other firsts. Ah. It's weird with the mustache, though. Yeah. Because this is not presidential first. Okay. This is something he did outside the presidency. Okay. He was the first student at Stanford. The, the very first. Hoover claimed to be the first, the very first, he says. <laughs> it is the very first. Very first student at Stanford by virtue of having been the first person in the first class to sleep in the dormitory. Hoover entered Stanford at 1891 in its inaugural year. Hmm. But I don't know if that re- if you get to be the first one just because you fell asleep first. Yeah. Does that, you know? It's pretty cool to be the first year, but like, yeah. to be the first person. Yeah, it's hard to make that claim, I feel. Yeah. Especially back in those days, what proof could you offer that? Yeah, how do you know you were the first person to fall asleep? Yeah. Was he was he the only one with 18th century like genitals drawn on his face? <laughs> 19th century. Did the, gen- did the genitals look differently in? The I 19th believe century? they had buckles and a hat because uh, it was that's, Quaker. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, and it was drawn on with a quill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was more difficult because they usually wake up. Yeah. 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 A little bit ticklish the quill. I also imagine he went to sleep at like. Two o'clock p.m. Like I'm getting there first. <laughs> Me. People haven't even shown up yet. Let me take a little nap. He oh. slinks into empty classrooms and just falls asleep. Yeah, apparently he wasn't a very good student. He failed all of the entrance exams except mathematics. Uh, and had to be tutored over the summer in order to <clears throat> be admitted. Um, it explains why he screwed up the presidency so bad. Actually, he didn't really. <laughs> we don't get into that though. We're not political here. No, mm. oh. oh, we're not. Because I actually know about this one, but well, he has a degree in geology. Yeah. Hmm. He's a geologist. He was a geologist. He's dead. Mm. Yeah, yeah, now he's more geology. Yes. Hey! Hmm. He's gone back to the... Roots? The roots, yeah. The, the, the soil. Yeah, return to the soil. Earth. Yeah. I believe it's return to the earth. Yes, yes. That's the term. <laughs> oh. <laughs> The growth of the soil, that's what I was thinking. That's a different thing. What? It's a book by Peter Hampson. Anyway, uh, so we've talked about the ladies here. Oh, we've talked about some of the females. Some of the females in presidential. I think it's time to talk about some of the males. Post office. We're talking about the post office. Mm Mm-hmm. Presidential post office. Oh, this one's my favorite. Doug, what do you got? Oh, uh, this is my section, which is why it's... uh, The air mail scandal. Oh, this... You remember Walter Folger Brown? Of course. Uh, Postmaster General under Herbert Hoover. Mm-hmm. Well, he, uh, in in a year, in some year, uh, he uh, held a meeting with large airline companies and essentially allowed them to divvy up the airmail uh, services for the U.S. Uh, like mail. Okay. <laughs> and then it became a big thing because it essentially like shut down. It allowed, uh, well, it didn't allow for smaller companies to like make bids. Right. Uh, yeah, you so, need an airplane. Yeah, it was interesting. And we, we'll talk about this All in the next small episode. small airplane companies. Okay. Yeah. Little yeah. guys. Yeah. 
pedal bound. Time for the next section. Uh, okay, I had more. something more. Nothing interesting, but... Oh, wait, let me hear. Do we need to pad out time? No. Okay. Well, I'm going to anyways. Uh, you'll remember from our uh, FDR podcast, which uh, hasn't been broadcast yet, but I'm, I'm sure you, you're... You have the sneak peek. Yeah. yeah. We sent you that in the packet with your information. Indeed. Yep. Uh, you'll remember that this actually happened again, uh, because the, the airmail scandal was a... A scandal, really. That's why it's called that. It makes a lot of sense. And so they immediately like shut it down and revoked all of the permits, and then uh, had uh, the had U.S. No air mail? Well, no, they had the U.S. Air Corps deliver uh, all the mail, and they were poorly prepared for it, which resulted in a combination with like bad weather, resulted in the deaths of like thirteen people. Whoa, Colin Rudolph. I don't think you should be making jokes when I just said 13 people died. Well, I want to tell you... Rudolph was one of... He was the 13th. I don't, I don't think a fictional reindeer was part of the Air, U.S. Air Corps. Well, because I, I remember the bad weather, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, that does feature heavily. And then FDR said, letters. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, yeah. won't you help us reallocate resources so we can effectively deliver air mail throughout the United States and in 1940. And there's a good chance that if, if that had happened, maybe 13 people wouldn't have died. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Which is the same number as reindeers. Right, isn't that right? There's Rudolph was the 13th? I think so. It's either 9 or 13. It seems unlucky, though. Maybe it's 9. Maybe. I think it was Dasher, a nice reindeer. Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitz, and Rudolph 9. Yeah. Plus the other four. I didn't even need to ask yeah. these names. <laughs> Time for our next section. Oh, I still had oh. more about the mail service. <laughs> okay. Let's keep going back. Yeah, so that was a tragedy. And so the next postmaster, whose name is... Uh, <clears throat> ended up pretty much having to do the exact same thing. Uh, because someone had to deliver the airmail. And obviously the U.S. Air Corps just couldn't do it. Couldn't handle it. So that resulted in the second airmail scandal. I see. Airmail scandal. All right. So I'm done for our next section. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm done. Now I'm done. One of my favorite sections. You know, planes planes fly into the sky, don't they? They do. And they're powerful. Often. At a at a at a high height. Ah. Is that, does that neatly bring us to segue us into heights of power? Uh, where we have our guest guess. <laughs> heights of power. <laughs> How tall they think the president was. This is my okay. favorite section. So, Matt, how tall do you think Herbert Hoover was? Uh, I am going to say he was pretty average. I'm going to say he was 5'7". That is average? not average. Yeah. <laughs> is it? What's average? Six feet tall. Six feet tall. Which was exactly how tall Herbert Hoover was. Average for a president. Well, oh, okay. He was six feet tall? tall? He was six yeah. feet tall. Hmm. Exactly one fathom. Hmm. Mm. Or three pairs of shoes. Yeah. Because it's six feet. Yeah. Time for... <laughs> time for our next section. <laughs> Presidential birthday. Okay. Yeah, let's do birthdays. <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where the guest guesses when Herbert Hoover's birthday was. Hmm. I'm going to guess it was... Uh, you're guessing just the date, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm gonna guess it was March 17th. Ooh. Very close, actually. Not that close, actually. August 10th. Okay. That's, yeah, that was yeah. The same day <laughs> as Priscilla, the Beanie Baby Tiger. You know how Beanie Babies have birthdays? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, 
I don't even want to know how you found that information. I don't even... It's also the same day as Kylie Jenner. Antonio Banderas. Uh, Orson Welles. And James II of Aragon. He's also known as James the Just. Just what? Reportedly. James the Just what? Are you checking Justi- the time? James the Gesticulator. No. No, it's short for gesticulator. James the Gesticulator? Yeah. James the Gesticulator. So Elvis the Pelvis and James the Gesticulator. <laughs> Is that what? Yep. Yeah. Anyway, he was born on uh, October 10th. Cool. August 10th. Sorry. August, yes. Yeah. My bad. Um, should we go into President of, where we talk about the other things he was the president of? Sure. If we have to. Okay. And we do. I have no control here. I'm just. <laughs> yes, you do. You're in complete control. Uh, Am I? Yes. yes. Why? Why? What section would you like us to, to go to next? Yeah. I don't. I don't know what's happening. He was the president <laughs> of the Federated American Engineering Societies. Okay. <laughs> Time for presidential nicknames. Stikta Billy. It's presidential nicknames. Oh, oh yeah. this is my favorite section. Awesome. Uh, it depends if they have a good nickname for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he went by Bert as a kid. Hmm. Oh, I finally get... Yeah, because Bert, Bert is short for Herbert. Yeah, uh-huh. makes sense. Better than going by her, I suppose. Yeah, that's for females. He was also called the Chief. Hmm. By who? Whom? Whom? Uh, geologists in the Australian outback. Chief? Yep. Called him Chief. Wow. Yep, ever since he was 23. Yeah. Uh, they also called him the Great Engineer, because uh, he was a civil engineer. Mm-hmm. And the Great Humanitarian. Um, that one might be less justified. No, yeah. it's not. Have you ever spent time in a Hoover, Hoover, Hooverville? Hooverville? Well, that nickname was given to him before the Great Depression, which he didn't really have any control over because it was an unregulated stock market. True. And he also, like, single-handedly ended a famine in Russia and also was instrumental in uh, when the Mississippi River flooded and threatened thousands of acres of farmland. He helped uh, organize relief efforts. Because you remember, he was the first president born west of the Mississippi. Despite the attachment to it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, so Doug, it seems like you're a pretty big fan of Herbert Hoover. Should I'm we, not. Well, should I mean, we go President into, rank- Should we go into presidential rankings? Presidential rankings? Where we all rank President Herbert Hoover okay. on a scale of 1 to, what is it, 38? Yeah. I give him a 16. No, sorry, 17. Hmm. I'm going to give him a uh, 15. It's only 15. That's pretty good. That's two better than me. <laughs> Oh, right. wait, wait, oh, you in reverse, sorry, yeah, I was yeah, yeah. backwards. Well, uh, in mean, that case, then wait, you said 17, 19. 19. <laughs> That's still only two worse than James. Yeah. See, I rank my presidents on how handsome they are. <laughs> and um, Maybe we should go into presidential. Well, no, specifically, I rate my presidents on how handsome they look while holding uh, a honey-baked ham in an oil portrait. An oil painting. <clears throat> Which is t- means that it's time for us to mention our sponsor, our oh, yeah. sponsor, PresidentialHam.com. Excellent. It's a it's a website dedicated to uh, oil paintings of the presidents of the United States holding hams. Wow. Yeah. Have you purchased uh, some portraits? I don't. I don't really see a lot of them hanging up here, but I imagine you've got some in storage. They're in James's private room. Okay. You like the, that's the bedrooms. It's a it's a sacred place. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's also very sensual. 
does it does it excite the ladies? Do you find well, that the presidential hams really get things going? Well, how good at that? I, I don't know. I've never tried with presidential well, ham. Well, you might have to head on over to presidentialham.com and buy yourself a, a uh, An oil painting of a president of the United States holding a ham. I personally recommend the Rutherford B. Hayes. Okay. But you'll remember that from our previous episodes. Indeed. I was going to go with Garfield. Oh. Uh, the hands were weird on Garfield. Okay. But. All right. Uh, time for... Should we go into... Well, I mean, I think uh, since we brought up uh, the, the, the presidents... I think, <laughs> uh, we, since we brought out the presidents since we did I think we need to go into uh, presidential hair oh or lack thereof or lack thereof sometimes I don't have any hair or very little yeah. okay um, he had a, a, a mustache and a beard for a while to make him look older yeah. right. that fact brought to you by presidentialham.com yes they don't have a slogan this is the guy Wow. That's actually pretty damn good. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's better than I expected. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. They're not all like that, but enough of them are like that. Huh. Yeah. All right. Our one sponsor. Okay. Uh, should we go into presidential pets? I think we have mm. to at this point. That was yes. a nice segue. It's one of our, uh, well, ham is like a pet. Yeah. Hams are made from pigs, and pigs can be pets. Yes, especially yeah. if you are one of our previous presidents. I don't remember which one, though. <laughs> I don't think any of them had a pig. No, one of them did. Yeehaw! Oh, oh, oh! Presidential pets. Oh, yeah, I remember from the... Yeah, Big James remembers. I love how you're going to have to look that up now. Yeah, I hope it's true. <laughs> I anyway. bet you it's true. Just edit the Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's, not, if it's a subtle thing, they're not going to change it. Yeah. They said themselves, they're like, we don't have time to crack down <clears throat> subtle things. Like, well... Just put it in times. like the like the William Henry Harrison episode. Mm. Just sneak in and had a pig. And had a pig. Which he then butchered himself and then mm. he didn't eat the ham, he like preserved it and kept it on like a shelf. Yeah. 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 It might not be presidential pets, because like That's actually do constitutional conveyance, which is their how they yeah. convey themselves around. Mm-hmm. Some people had horses. Mm-hmm. So we'd count that as a conveyance rather than a pet if it's okay. before 1835. Yeah. 1895, I mean. Did you know you can get a DUI on a pig? I did not. Now he's reading the label on a Snapple bottle. Yeah. That's... What? <laughs> anyway, so he had, uh, he had many pets. Uh, he had a, Germ- a Belgian shepherd named King Tut mm. and a German shepherd named Pat. He had an Eskimo dog named Euconium, an Irish wolfhound named Patrick, that's racist. And <laughs> after all the after all the other ones. Yeah, well, I mean, King Tut isn't. If it was an Egyptian shepherd. No, Belgian is worse. The Belgians like conquered. Uh, they, Congo. They, oh yeah, Congo. Yeah. Right. That's mm. not where King Tut's from. No, he's from. Not even close. Also, Patrick, he had Patrick an Irish, Irish wolfhound. He had yeah, he had an Irish wolfhound named Patrick, and then a German wolf shepherd named Pat. Which at some point is just lazy. Yeah, it sounds confused to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Patrick's an Irish name, but is Pat a German name? No. Mm. No. Mm. He also had Ouija, the Norwegian elk hound. Ouija? W-E-E-J-I-E. Like the boar. 
not like the movie. Yeah. And then he had a, a setter of dubious origins uh, called Eaglehurst Gillette, <laughs> who I'm pretty sure is also like a lounge singer. Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, Reno. Reno? Eaglehurst Gillette, yeah, very famous in Reno. Got kicked out of Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Is this in Reno? Yeah. Ask Big James, he knows. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you were wrong. Shit. And uh, lastly, he had two alligators. Unnamed. Unnamed. <laughs> yeah. He didn't get close enough to him to name them. You know, you know that thing about uh, and alligators. What? Well, they've they're so ornery. You know why alligators are so ornery, Matt? No. Because they got all them teeth, teeth and no toothbrush. Uh, Speaking of teeth. Ooh. It's time for my favorite section. It's a pretty good one. Presidential. Presidential. Minty Fresh. Champers. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> the name. <laughs> you're I know you're a listener. Game. You're yeah. an avid listener. <laughs> dental. Herbert Hoover set up the first dental office in the White House in the sub-basement. Hmm. Sounds... Because a dentist chair in a basement isn't a horrifying thought. No. He needs the sub-basement. Yeah. The sub-basement. <laughs> of the White House. That's got to be under. secure. Uh, we forgot to do the campaign slogan for Herbert Hoover's rival, oh, which was the greatest thing that's ever come up on this podcast. Should we drop that? With the ex- yeah, okay. The campaign slogans are usually the best. People are calling me. I don't know who they are. Probably that girl. I doubt it. No, it's not her number. Herbert. Okay, Hoover, okay Hoover's yeah. rival. Yeah. In the nineteen twenty eight elections. Mm-hmm. Was a guy named Al Smith. Yes. And one of his slogans was "Make your wet dreams come true," <laughs> because he was going to repeal prohibition. Right, right. Yeah, he was a staunch, uh, and he ran again against FDR, didn't he? Lost again. I Al don't Smith. Know. Yes. He was from New York. He ran multiple times. Mr. Congeniality. Yeah. yeah. Make your wet dreams come true. My God. Uh huh. Uh huh. 